Hey there, it's Fully Live Athlete Pastor Channel again. It's Justin speaking, and we are in day 35 of the online Bible reading club. Today's verses are going to be in Exodus 34 and 35, and in Matthew 22, uh, that'll be 23 through 46. Well, the theme today we'll go with is marriage. Uh, marriage, it's why we're here. So marriage is something that we all understand what it is. You don't have to be married. It's such a part of our culture, such a part of our world. Uh, where did marriage come from? God gave us marriage in the beginning. After he made man in his image, he said, hey, it's not good that man be alone. So he made a helper uh, to, to help Adam, and, and she was named Eve. And so this became the first marriage. They became, uh, the two joined together and became one flesh. Uh, this is the pattern for marriage, that the two live together. Uh, a, a, a woman shall leave her father and mother and be united and leave and cleave and be joined to her husband. And he'll, he'll have uh, the, the headship in, in this relationship. And she will honor and submit to him and follow his, his lead. Uh, and he will love her as Christ loved the church. And if you want to know about marriage, a great passage to look at is Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. Uh, for, for the calling for a husband and a wife in a marriage. And most of the impetus is on the, the husband because he's the one who pictures Christ in the relationship. And then the wife uh, pictures the loving submission and uh, following of the beloved. Um, and you think about Song of Solomon in the Old Testament of how this is a uh, picture of marriage friendship and the love that, that two uh, people ought to have as an ideal. Uh, and you see how marriage is just trampled out through Scripture as as, as uh, people uh, abuse marriage and 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 treat people horribly and have multiple partners and, and wives and and uh, it's a it's a it's a gross uh, gross uh, misrepresentation of what God ordained it to be. Uh, and you see today that marriage is things that like uh, we've got all kind of uh, ideas about what marriage ought to be, uh, but is originally and is God's design for a man and a woman one. Of each to unite together and be married. Uh, this is uh, this is there's no other marriage. That's what a marriage is. Uh, God defines what it is, and that's something we have to think about in marriage or our life is that God sets the terms and He sets worship up, and we worship Him in according to Spirit and truth, as John Ford uh, tells us uh, that Jesus says we worship it according to Spirit and truth. The Spirit uh, informs the truth, the truth uh, of His revealed will. So when we think about uh, God uh, appears to Moses and they've got to uh, remake the covenant uh, documents, the tablets, because Moses has destroyed them because he comes down and catches them in, involved in a really pagan, like a sexual uh, worship service thing, a party that they're having, uh, as Aaron has created a false god for them to worship uh, out, of a, out of a golden calf. And he even calls it Yahweh, and it's, it's gross. Uh, and so God almost destroys them. Moses intercedes for him. He doesn't, and that was yesterday's. Uh, as you think about uh, what's going to happen in the aftermath of this, of this, God says he's not going to go with the people, but Moses pleads with him to go with him, and he does. He, he, got, he says he will. So he's renewing the covenant here, and he says, you know, um, he, he's going to descend on them, and it says the Lord comes down to be with Moses and proclaims his name. Now, what's his name? It says he's merciful he's the, well he, it says first of all he's the lord the lord lord in this in this verse verse 6 is as you'll notice l o r d in all caps whenever you see that that is the covenant name of the lord 
the covenant name of Lord. Now, what else do we see? It's Yahweh or it's literally Yahweh or Jehovah, depending on where you put the vowels. But it's translated in the English Bible always as L-O-R-D, all caps. Well, he gives his particular people. He chose them as his bride, uh, Israel, and he gives them his covenant name, Yahweh. He puts his name on them. That's why uh, brides take the name of their husband. The Lord is their is their covenant husband, as Isaiah calls the Lord. And then Hosea 1 through 3 is going to pick up on that imagery as well about how God marries his people and they're unfaithful. But as you think about that, he gives us his covenant name and he, he promises all these things to us. He says he's going to uh, drive out all these people. But you need to be faithful to this Lord, this covenant Lord, this husband. And how are you going to be doing that? Well, he tells them to keep the law, essentially, the Ten Commandments, but especially destroy all the idols that are built up, these Asherah poles and the altars that they that they serve their gods in. See, they try to serve things like uh, the river and the sun. And, and we here, sir, we serve even marriage can become an idol for us or uh, as, as and when I say idol, it's a it's a good thing, something that can we can put all of our hopes and dreams in, uh, and, and make it our God that we serve it. We have to have it, and if we don't have it, we feel like we're going to die. And, and these are things that uh, they're gifts of God, but they're not God, and we don't look to them for ultimate meaning and significance. But we appreciate them, so we don't we don't want them to turn into uh, being a good thing. Uh, uh, which, uh, these are good things, but we want them to become a. a an ultimate thing or an idol that we worship and bow down to. So he says, you're going to destroy the idols when you go to the lands. Why? Because he says, my name is jealous. You think about his name, he is jealous. Now, consider yourself, you get married and then you immediately decide, oh, how do I cult- cultivate relationships with other women or, or men in, my, in this marriage relationship that you're in? Well, like, who? what kind of husband or wife does that you know that like you know that's that's not a marriage and a covenant relationship is which we're in here is like a marriage we're to, we're to cultivate that marriage we're to know the person we're to uh, to, to demonstrate uh, faithfulness to this spouse and we're to certainly eliminate all the all the other idols and and, and rivals uh, and and so Moses you know receives this and you know what in a marriage a good marriage you're changed and you're transformed, uh, and even in a bad marriage, you're tra- transformed in a bad way, but you're affected, and, and you see that image uh, when Moses meets with God, he comes down the mountain, and his face is shining. It's like this, whoa, you see this, sh- this shining face, and, and the people can't bear it, so they make him wear a veil when he's not going and speaking with the Lord. He takes the veil off when he goes to speak to the Lord, and he puts it back on when he comes to speak to, uh, to, speak to the people because his face is so bright and shining. In 2 Corinthians 3, Paul picks up on that and says, Hey, you saw the glory of Moses, uh, you people back in the day, but we now have unveiled uh, faces and we see the glory of God in Christ. It's even better. The Spirit sets us free from this sin and we can all dwell with the Lord forever. And that's what it's about, being with God. So we could go on and on here on this uh, chapter 35. We're not going to spend much time on it. And I'll give you one one nugget about that. Uh, when they're building the ark, I mean, building the, the tabernacle, that's, it's a lot of details there. It goes uh, 35 verses of details here. Well, it says that they did it in verse 29, according to the commandment of the Lord. It was all done according to the commandment of the Lord. And that's the idea. He's the covenant Lord. We actually just follow what he tells us to do. Now, speaking of marriage, uh, the Sadducees come up to Jesus in Matthew 22, 
and uh, give him a conundrum based on marriage. So he's like, hey, if there's this man and um, he dies and then, you know, uh, or, you know, um, it, say you have uh, uh, somebody who has uh, multiple spouses, you know, who, 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 who do you, uh, who is that person's spouse in the, in the, in the, uh, the kingdom when the kingdom comes, you know, say you have like seven different spouses, you, say you, you die and then the brother or sister takes over, uh, you know, the brother comes, well, who's, who's, whose spouse will she be? Uh, if if all the brothers die and she marries them all, well, uh, it's like he's like you guys. You're missing the point here. Marriage is not for the the, the resurrection. Marriage is pointing to the greater marriage. Our marriage is with God's people. We are in covenant with Him, God and the and the people of God in covenant. And that's what a marriage is. It's a covenant. It's a promise. But it's till death do you part. It's a it's a it's a picture of a greater marriage uh, that Christ will marry his bride and love her. So consider that. He is the true son of David who, as it says in the end of the chapter, uh, as he's speaking with other opponents of his or trying to kill him, uh, he, he quotes Psalm 110, which says uh, that, that uh, you, the Lord says to my Lord, uh, wait until I put all the enemies under your feet, essentially. He's going to put, uh, he's going to make the enemies a footstool for him. And where do you see that? You see it in the first promise of the gospel, Genesis 3.15, uh, where it says that uh, he will put uh, the serpent underneath the foot of the seed of the woman, David, son of David, Jesus, ultimately, and he will crush his head. You know, that's the situation. He's going to make the enemies a footstool. So our Lord, our husband, our bridegroom in Revelation 19 has triumphed over the enemy. Read it, Revelation 19, that Bible ends in a wedding. Uh, us, the people of God, and Christ. And he dwells, we dwell securely in his home forevermore because he has conquered the enemy. All right, with that said, uh, we got a lot to look forward to. Our best days are still ahead if we're in Christ. Go in peace. We'll see you tomorrow on day 36. We'll almost be 10% of the way through the year. Keep going, brothers, sisters, all of you. Uh, if you've watched this far, go ahead and hit like and subscribe to the channel. Notify it. That helps us to get the word out there and more people watch So, and more people get to know the Bible. All right, we love it. See you soon. Bye.